Good morning and welcome to Subject ACT. I'm Nathan Goobler. This morning I speak with Adelaide Reef, creative producer at Ainsley and Gorman Arts Centre, all about Season 2, which is a stunning program uh, including music, performance, festivals, all sorts of things. And I also speak to her about a recent survey that came out from the Australia Council uh, the National Arts Participation Survey for 2016, uh, judging and assessing the uh, attitudes towards the arts versus participation uh, in the arts, uh, and a really good conversation unfolded from there. So stay tuned for that interview. Adelaide Reef is creative producer at Ainsley and Gorman Arts Centre, and she's here to talk to us today about Season 2 of uh, the Ainsley and Gorman Arts Centre program. Adelaide, welcome to Subject ACT. Hey, Nathan. Thanks for having me. Um, so I guess we can start from uh, the programs that have just been, um, for instance, I'm thinking of uh, Shoah Barmad's uh, Quiver uh, launch, well, launch, so to speak, uh, which I uh, really enjoyed. A uh, pretty good way to start the season. Yeah, it was fabulous. So Shoab was launching a single from her forthcoming album. Uh, the single's called Masked. And uh, it's a new body of work from uh, Shoab, who I suppose um, many people in the ACT music scene would know as an experimental musician, art music um, from Spartak, uh, Tangents, lots of uh, improvised experimental music. Um, but a couple of years ago, Shoab was writing some more... Um, uh, sort of pop-inspired or pop-inflected music with mm. lyrics, and this is uh, uh, this new album is an exploration of um, identity um, and uh, cultural identity and gender identity, uh, and it was a really beautiful show. It was just uh, such a great turnout from the Canberra music community. Yeah, and it, um, it's the show started with. Uh, a panel discussion uh, led by uh, Kiara. Yeah, so Kiara's a marketing assistant at Ainsley Gorman Art Centres and she's also the director of Girls Rock Camp in Canberra. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a panel-led discussion about uh, identity and how that intersects with creative uh, production uh, a bit of a different way of experiencing uh, a rock gig, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And Shob was really keen to give the audience some context to her music and particularly her, the new direction in her music, but also to kind of talk about it in the context of the relationship that Shob has with other musicians whose work and practice has been influential on her. So there mm. was uh, Hannah DeFider, who also plays under the name Alpha Male, um, uh, Naif, uh, formerly of Hannah Band, uh, who's a Sydney musician. Uh, and then um, who else was on the panel? Oh, Wives. Anya. Yeah, Wives. Yeah, so yeah. Anya, Gus and Jordan from Wives mm. um, were on the panel. So it was a really interesting conversation. Um, lots about, um, y- y- yeah, how um, gender identity is represented through music, but also what it means to be a gender diverse musician in the music industry as well. Mm. And I think as well... Um often uh, the chances people get to reflect on music usually in like interviews with artists uh, outside of a gig like on the radio for instance so it's good to have that in like just before to have people thinking about that while experiencing the show yeah definitely yeah um so uh Ainsley and Gorman Arts Centre they uh offer a lot of uh, opportunities for more experimental musicians as well I'm thinking of the uh, Andromeda is coming uh show that was on a couple of weeks ago can you talk a bit about 
Yeah, sure. So, I mean, generally, uh, Ainsley Gorman Arts Centres, and particularly Ainsley Arts Centre, has a really strong history of community music and um, um, classical music practice through Music for Canberra and the Canberra International Music Festival, who are both residents there. So, with the program that we present um, as as Ainsley um, and Gorman Arts Centres, we're really interested in. Um, finding points of connection between the broader music community in Canberra and and also filling some gaps. So there's a really vibrant um, experimental music community in Canberra, but it mostly happens in people's bedrooms or backyards Mm -hmm. and things like that. And so um, there's also a really great um, experimental music community that's been growing out of the ANU School of Music, um, so led by um, Dr Alexander Hunter, the um, ANU Experimental Music Studio, which is now branched out to be the Canberra Experimental Music Studio. Um, was has been a really important part of Ainsley Gorman's program for the last year or so. We've also worked with Shob on a series called Confluence um, mm. in the last couple of years. So Andromeda is Coming is actually a project of Alex Hunter okay. um, and Charles Martin, who's another uh, uh, Canberra-bred but now um, living overseas, um, musician and computer scientist, actually. Mm. So um, Alec Hunter has a, um, a background in kind of um, classical improvised and art music. So he plays viola da gamba, which is a Renaissance instrument that looks a little bit like a cello. Um, and he also... Um, dabbles in all sorts of different types of electronic music, improvised music, particularly with improvised instruments. Mm. Um, Charles Martin has a, a background in computer science, as I said, and so he's been building iPad apps, actually, and he used to lead an iPad ensemble in Canberra a couple yeah, of right. years ago. So Andromeda is Coming is their collaboration, and it sort of uh, really just explores... I suppose, them noodling away together (laughs) in the studio and what they find interesting in that. Um, But it's accompanied by uh, really incredible visuals that um, uh, sort of explore different aspects of the idea of Andromeda is coming. So Andromeda is actually a galaxy that in billions of years will collide with our galaxy. Um, And the the, the projections are kind of little explorations of... uh, I suppose the, the the vastness of that idea, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, um, yeah, they're really beautiful and immersive. So, Andromeda is coming. Have just launched their, a new album, um, and yeah. the show we had with them was an album launch. Um, also accompanied by um, a piece by Ben Drury, who's an amazing Canberra mm-hmm. composer and musician. Um, and the piece was called Water's Edge. And it was a reflection on. Um, being on the water's edge of Lake Burley Griffin. So very Canberran. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, speaking of which, um, recently there was a show called Canberra Obscura uh, Metropolis. Can you talk a bit about uh, that one? Sure. So Canberra Obscura Metropolis is the second edition of our Canberra Obscura events. Um, we, we call them art parties. Essentially, it's a, um, a, a, a performance, a show and a party mixed together. Yeah. Um, and really for us, it's a calling card uh, for the type of programming and the type of work that we want to be making and that we want people to be seeing in Canberra. So um, lots of interdisciplinary performance, so lots of different art forms uh, mixed together uh, and lots of uh, experimental improvised performance. Mm. Um, it's an opportunity for artists to try something new and to try them in front of a, try that new thing in front of an audience mm. and for the audience to get little tasters of the kind of the b- vibrancy and vitality of the the creative community that mm. exists at Ainsley Gorman. So, um, and the theme this year was around ideas of heaviness and weight. So both in a kind of abstract sense. So perhaps if you think about 
politics and global politics at the moment feels like a pretty heavy thing yeah, to yeah, talk sure. and think of and feel about. Um, but also things like uh, heaviness in terms of abundance and the amount of, um, you know, privilege that we have and the wealth that we have in Australia, for mm, example. Sure. So some of the artists were responding to, to those themes and we also had great food and um, a bar and a uh, good DJ at the end, Coolio Disgracias, oh, yeah, who yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you know well. Yeah, know very well. <laughs> yeah, so it was a fabulous event. Yeah, yeah. a really great time and great audience. Um, can you talk a bit about um, what shows are coming up uh, in season two? Mm, I can. So next week, actually, on Thursday night, we have um, at the Ainsley Arts Centre way out west who are a jazz uh, septet. So on the, the 10th of August. On the 10th of August, yeah, yes, yeah. that's t- Thursday the 10th. Uh, and a septet, so that's seven of them, and they're led by Peter Knight, who's an incredible composer, um, artistic director of the Australian Art Orchestra, and, uh, um, yeah, incredible musician. He plays trumpet and electronics. Um, and Way Out West is a, a cross-cultural jazz ensemble, so they have a lot of, um, you know, gorgeous jazz melodies, but really also inspired by Asian and African rhythm and melody as well. Mm. So um, they have a, um, I have to apologize, I can't remember her name, but uh, an amazing Japanese musician who plays the koto, which Mm. is a a 12-string Japanese uh, style zither Mm. uh, instrument. Um, It's quite long, so it's about as tall as she is. Um, And uh, it's a really uh, gorgeous instrument. And their music is just incredible. It's really immersive um, and groovy, (laughs) actually. Yeah. Yeah, So that one's coming up on Thursday. It's going to be really great. Um, And then following that, we actually have, we're really, really excited to be welcoming the Australian Art Orchestra. So led by Peter Knight, who's also the leader of of Way Out West. Um, and the Australian Art Orchestra have developed a new show with Eric Griswold, who is an incredible composer and pianist who has worked for many years in Sichuan in China oh, yeah. um, with yep. the musicians um, who play the kind of um, traditional folk music of that area and has developed a new piece, a new composition called Water Pushes Sand, which explores the intersections between, I suppose, Western approaches to improvised music and this music of the Sichuan region, which is otherwise kind of known as the Texas of China. Um, So it's a really kind of brash, loud place, really, um, you know, kind of clashing sounds and interesting rhythms. Um, So this performance is going to include a couple of musicians from the Sichuan area in China who are touring to Australia, Mm. as well as um, the Australian Art Orchestra um, members. And there's some beautiful projections that go along with this show. So it's going to be really, really incredible. And that's coming up on Wednesday, the 23rd of August. Yeah, yeah. Um, also saw that the Australian National Poetry Slam ACT Finals is going to be on at uh, Ainsley, uh, no, sorry, at Gorman Arts. Yeah, yeah. Gorman Arts Centre, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the ACT heats of the Australian National Poetry Slam are uh, led by Bad Slam No Biscuit who people may otherwise know as the people who run the Bad Slam No Biscuit yeah. Poetry Slam We had Andrew Galan on Subject ACT a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, yeah, fab. Yeah. So Andrew and his crew uh, will be running that. And there will be heats at um, Bad Slam No Biscuit, I think Canberra Slamboree, which is a poetry slam at the front, and a couple of other places around Canberra where you can sign up um, and perform your poem and the audience judges the best poets who then will go on to the final, which will be at, at Gorman in um, September. Yeah. And there's been a couple of um, pretty successful 
candidates from the ACT. I think it's CJ Bow- uh, CJ Bowburn won one year. He and did. Adam yeah. Hadley came pretty close another year. Yeah, definitely. And you know, we've we've uh, had great feedback from all the ACT poets that we've sent to the Slam. They've had a really great time, and mm. it's a yeah, it's a fabulous show up in Sydney. I think it's at the it's not at the Opera House, maybe. I think yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I think it's at the Opera yeah. House. Yeah, I remember so, watching YouTube videos. On yeah, so it's yeah. a it's a pretty great event, and we're really excited to be hosting the, the ACT finals. Um, what's this one? Tristan song for a superior man. Mm, yeah, interesting. So this show, uh, Tristan, a song for a superior man, is part of our Ralph Indie program. So the Ralph Indy program is named after the theatre that it's in, which is the Ralph Wilson Theatre at Gorman Arts Centre, which is in turn named after Ralph Wilson, who was an incredible uh, theatre director and maker in Canberra, um, who uh, has has passed away now, but um, was really significant um, in the scene there. It was actually also the principal of a a college in the ACT. Um, And uh, the program is a theatre and performance residency program, so we offer... Um, time for development and uh, performance of a new work by an ACT-based or connected artist. Mm-hmm. So last year was the first year we ran the program and so we're really excited to be continuing it this time. Um, and uh, Tristan Song for a Superior Man is a new work by Shanoa Miller, who people might know as the curator of the Sound and Fury parties. Uh, she's also uh, presented a couple of really interesting um, live art works um, in Canberra, and she also directs the Canberra Multicultural Fringe Festival. Right. So this show is a is um, exploring ideas of masculinity and what it means to be a man, or what it means to be a good man, and mm. whether or not those are questions that you can answer. Mm. Um, and it's um, going to be a really interesting performance. Uh, Shanoa has a, a really strong background in live art and in Bhutto performance. Right. Um, but this will be a scripted work and there's a couple of um, actors who people might be familiar with. So Raul Kramer, who has done a lot of great work at the Street Theatre. Um, Alan Scow, who people may know as the editor of BMA magazine. Right. Uh, and Nick Deladovic, who's also in Baby Freeze and... Uh, has a prom, bunch of prom yeah. and a bunch of yeah. a bunch of um, wild and motley projects. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, I noticed uh, on the fourth of November, there's going to be a Day of the Dead fiesta. Uh, Day of the Dead is uh, getting a lot more popular uh, as the years go by in hmm. uh, well in Australia. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this is a event that's led by um, Rafael Flores and uh, Los Chavos. The Um, Latin band who people may know from their great parties that they do around town. Uh, And we had the first, um, we had the pleasure of hosting um, Rafael and Los Chavos for a Day of the Dead Fiesta at the Ainsley Arts Centre last year. And they're going to be, I think, expanding the whole thing even more this year. So we'll be having... um, uh, I think a daytime event at the Ainsley Arts Centre this year as yep. part of Day of the Dead and they'll be doing a couple of other larger events around town as well. But it's a really fabulous community event um, and Raphael is is really interested as well in communicating what the cultural foundation is of mm. Day of the Dead mm. um, and while also giving people an opportunity to have a great time and get their faces painted with the sugar skull designs and, yeah. um, you know, have a really... Have a really great time because I guess a lot of um, a lot of people in uh, I guess Western cultures, for lack of a better term, are kind of clamouring for those symbols that are part of Day of the Dead, and uh, I guess it's a good opportunity to yeah get those sorts of foundations uh, while people are still really interested. In yeah, definitely. I mean, there's I think there's definitely um, 
something in the event which people are attracted to, I think, beyond the aesthetics. It's an opportunity to consider how we understand death or understand remembrance of ancestors and things like that. So, um, yeah, and and Raphael's really keen on on kind of giving people an opportunity to, to do that at this event, which is really admirable. You're listening to Subject ACT. I'm Nathan Goobler, and this is my interview with Adelaide Reef, creative producer at Ainsley and Gorman Arts Centre. We're going to have a short musical break. This is Shoab Ahmed with Masked. to Subject to ACT. You're with me, Nathan Goobler, and I'm speaking with Adelaide Reef, a creative producer of at Ainsley and Gorman Arts Centre. Uh, Adelaide, uh, recently the Australia Council released some interesting statistics about uh, participation and uh, attitudes towards the arts, uh, both in the ACT and then uh, in general. Uh, so I want to gauge your response to some of the uh, statistics here. Um, so in the ACT, uh, 47% of those uh, surveyed said that they uh, creatively participate, uh, whereas in the nation it's uh, 46%. So uh, a little bit more active here in the ACT. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me, Nathan, because the ACT also has the highest rate of volunteering in the country. Yeah. And I think in part that's probably got to do with the fact that the ACT also has the highest income per capita. So people um, have more financial freedom, um, which allows them to spend more time doing things like volunteering, playing sport, um, getting involved in their local community. Um, But perhaps it's also just in some ways represent... Well, it makes me think that, you know, in some ways Canberra still is... A big country town and in country towns people do just get more involved i think yeah right of, like all the crafts and things yeah, yeah yeah maybe i mean there's definitely a little society association or club for everything yeah. in the act yeah. if you go down to uh, contact act um directory you can find whatever you might want to do right um but yeah that's i mean it's a really it's a really great statistic actually and uh, it, it kind of accords i think with one of the um 
uh, I suppose, values that I really believe in, which is that art should be part of daily life and mm. it should be part of everyone's daily life. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be highbrow arts. It really, um, you know, craft and, um, you know, those sorts of activities, it's it's art just as much as anything else. Yeah, sure. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, attitudes in a little bit, but... Um as you were saying, uh, having art involved in people's lives in the ACT, 84% of those surveys said that arts should be in education, whereas uh, the nation more broadly, uh, 75% of those surveyed as well. So that's a pretty positive statistic as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's... um I mean, sometimes this data, it kind of depends on a definition, right, of yeah. what, what people think the arts is. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the arts in in a lot of ways is about creativity and problem solving and uh, collaboration and those sorts of skills which are useful to someone no matter what industry they're in. And so Mm. while I can understand that the arts sometimes doesn't seem like a particularly uh, useful Mm. um, pursuit Mm. or um, like something that's going to have relevance in later life, uh, and, you know, there's that old kind of stereotype about, well, you can't be an artist because you'll never get a job yeah. and that sort of thing. But, yeah. you know, creative skills are helpful in any industry. Mm. And so I think arts, the inclusion of the arts in education is is really important. Yeah. And when you engage with arts theory as well, there is a um, school of thought that says the uselessness of art is its benefit that you can move away from uh sorts of you know work a day thinking which uh is persistently dominating our lives yeah definitely i mean the career you have doesn't need to be the only thing that is in your life or the only thing that sustains you i think it's really healthy to have hobbies outside of your arts practice and it's definitely something that i struggle with you know working in the arts and also really being engaged and passionate about the arts means that I'll often go out on the weekend and see it and stuff. But I find I found recently that I've gotten really interested in reading about the history of mathematics as well, yeah, okay. which feels like a really, you know... Seems like a contradiction. Seems but. like a contradiction, but actually, I mean, mathematicians have to be incredibly creative and, mm-hmm. and you know, that sort of thing. So, mm. Mm. Um, yeah, so on the attitudes towards art, um, I don't have the ACT statistic, but um, there seems to be... While creativity uh, participation has increased, it seems like attitudes towards the arts have uh, taken a bit of a plunge. So uh, uh, there was a question put to the uh, those surveyed that uh, asked, the arts tend to attract people who are somewhat elitist or pretentious. And uh, in 2013, uh, 30% of people agreed with that. But in uh, 2016, 43% of people agreed with that. So uh, 13%. Uh, boost. Um, I don't know. What, what what can you chalk that up to? Uh, Misunderstandings of what the arts is? Or? Oh, look, I think it probably goes both ways. I just, as you were saying that, I was wondering what influenced the cuts to the Australia Council by George Brandis um, mm. had on a public awareness of the arts because his, his decision to do that was very much... Um, uh, he he, descri- he he justified it in language that was very much couched in making a divide between what he saw as art that was pretentious or um, hard to understand or hard mm. to access and what he saw as 
uh, art that was more for an audience mm. or more accessible to an audience, which unfortunately also just seemed to be classical music, which is not necessarily no, a well, particularly that... accessible form for some, you know, for some groups of the community. And I suspect that when people think of arts and its elitist, you know, pretensions or whatever, uh, classical music would be one of the first things that people leap to. Yeah, potentially. Um, but also, you know, I think that there's, like any community, people have a language, an internal language that they use as shorthand to describe what it is that they do. Um, and it's the same in science. There are lots of scientific concepts or ways of talking that, you know, the, the, the ordinary person on the street might not understand. Mm. Um Unfortunately, science isn't always asking you to come in and buy a ticket and sit down and watch it happen. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I think that there is definitely a sense in which the way that the arts is communicated by the people who create it uh, can be can be alienating yeah, or right. hard to understand and that that might contribute to that perception. Mm. Um, Do the arts need like a Carl Sagan sort of thing? <laughs> yeah, or maybe. maybe. Maybe they're out there. I'm not too sure. I think, and I think that there's, there are some, um, you know, organisations that do that really well. I mean, community art centres particularly that are very much engaged in understanding, yeah, art as part of daily life um, or, you know, everybody being able to participate in art are very good at talking about how the arts is, you know, um, accessible and everybody can have a go. Mm. Um I think as well there's been a trend in the arts in the last kind of 10 to 15 years towards work that is participatory or happens in public space. Mm, mm. I think that's in part because a lot of large festivals have seen that if they're going to get audiences, it's not just going to be through ticketed events Mm. um, or that, um, you know, involving the audience in the creation or the reception of the work is a really enriching experience for Mm. people and gives them a much more hands-on experience. So... Yeah, it's um at the same time I think that it's it's very it's very easy to just put something in a box if you don't understand it and mm. say that you think it's pretentious or not for you. Yeah. Um Yeah, I and, guess the um the Canberran example would be the Skywell uh incident, the Ferrara around that and um to some degree you can kind of sympathize with, you know, the kind of the group that really know how to understand where uh, the artist is coming from versus those who are kind of left out of the loop and, uh, I don't know, it's seen as a kind of an affront to their mm. values, quote-unquote, or something like that. Totally. Um, it, re- it reminds me, actually, of a, of a conversation I had with a friend years and years ago and, and I sort of s- said, sometimes I just, I just don't know if, if I feel like I can agree with the decision to spend money on the arts, right? It's mm. It's... It's very easy to see the arts as non-essential or mm. not an important part of of um, society. And my friend said to me, yeah, but imagine in the whole of human history if nobody had spent any money on art, mm. what would our world be like? Yeah. Think about the ways that the arts have influenced political movements, social movements, mm. you know, the course of history. It's not just something pretty to hang on a wall. Yeah. Um, and when you think about it like that, you think, yeah, we do need to spend money on this. Mm. And, yes, sometimes you're not going to agree with a decision, but it's the same in any area of life where the government is spending money. <laughs> There's always yeah. going to be someone who doesn't think it's a good idea. Yeah. And the Skywell, I don't know, like I can definitely understand why people would have been affronted by the <laughs> idea to spend money on this weird 
creature that's got these pendulous boobs and <laughs> it's just really strange looking. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think she has this gorgeous kind of maternal um, – she's like a – she's like, uh, you know, Canberra's mother in a way. She sort of <laughs> – she's – she just seems so caring and like she's looking out for all of us and just telling us that it's all okay. And I actually feel like that's a really lovely thing. <laughs> Adelaide Reef, thanks so much for coming on to Subject ACT. Uh, can you uh, let the audience know how they can get information about uh, what's on season two at Ainsley and Gorman Arts Centre? Sure can. So you can pick up a copy of our print season two brochure at uh, cafes and various other locations around Canberra. It's got a gorgeous uh, projection, a photo of a gorgeous projection by John Carolan on the cover. Uh, or you can check out our website, which is agac.com.au. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, um, various different handles, but they're all, I think it's all at Ainsley and Gorman. Yep. Uh, yeah. Adelaide Reef, thanks for being on Subject ACT. Thanks, Nathan. That's all we have time for today on Subject ACT. You can find this episode and many others on our SoundCloud page or you can find us on Facebook. Just type in Subject Space ACT. Stay tuned for more quality program on your people-powered radio station, Channel X 98.3 FM.